2: I was, and I hate this word, and so does everyone, an influencer. Mm. I built up a huge audience on Twitter. And I picked the wrong platform because basically impossible to monetize. Yeah. But I quickly realized people I was working with, and also brands, they weren't getting the best out of influencer marketing. Brands heard that influencer marketing was going great. So they were chucking a load of money at people who didn't have the correct audience. Yeah. But quickly when people started to come in and manage it and when influencers realized and brands as well that they weren't getting the best deal. I thought I'd just slip into that gap and, and offer that as a service. Fame MMA. Mm. Now, that's uh, an event that happened
0: in December in Newcastle, I mm. believe, round about that time. And um, it turned out to be a bit of a shit
2: show. Yeah. And um, you had a bit of an involvement in that. I started getting messages from people saying, you're a fraud, you need to quit the industry, get out. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. So you offered me the fight with Kavos and... Uh, Obviously,
0: Will and was up for it as well. Was Will and up for it or not?
2: No, he said that um, if he bleeds, he passes out, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Cabo's just punched himself in the face a couple of times and <laughs> win by knockout. <laughs> I'm
0: going to pretend that Christian's just signed you, Stevie White. That means he needs to know anything about me. No, no, no. <laughs> he knows enough about you from the podcast. Say you came into a... So you've now walked into this room yeah. and, and you're trying to get a brand deal yeah. for
2: Stevie White. popcorn. <laughs> i think that people like you steven trice chi with a C, mm. could write a sitcom and have it on a platform and people would love it wow my goal one day is to get somebody a sitcom yeah you can get me one mate <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh, yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you my whole idea right now episode one episode two episode three episode four all the characters i know you're right all the su- all, yeah all the subplots hour hello guys and welcome back to jack mate's happy hour we're still in the middle well it's not the middle it's still the start of season four many would say yeah well we just we we, we differentiate we differentiate the seasons based on
1: you no longer recording for a bit normally <laughs> this one will allow because it was a pandemic yeah but all the other times it's been like oh, can't be asked for about three weeks and then you're like oh We've had a bit of a break. Season two. Well, what I'm
0: doing now, because I, you, you remember that, that first episode at the start of the year when we was with Jordan and, and I said about how I'm only allowed two hiccups in the year. Yeah. I will actually let the audience know that the pandemic can count as one if they want to take the fucking point. So they that can was have your it. hiccup. Yeah. So so I'm I'm not gonna. I'm i am not going to, I don't want to have another hiccup this year because I hadn't missed an upload date until the pandemic. And then I didn't like doing them remotely. So as long as we stay as we are now... I'm allowed one more hiccup. You're allowed... You're allowed... No, I
1: don't think you should be allowed any, because really, when you boil down the seasons, the real change isn't you not being asked, as you getting rid of a co-host. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> season five is when I'm out the door. <laughs>
0: That's why you you don't want me to have any hiccups. (laughs) (laughs) Just go straight through. Go straight through. Yeah, just keep going, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, we are joined today by a very interesting guest. We're joined by a um, what would you? A talent manager, some would say, director of. Colossal influence Yeah that's
2: right It's Christian Sturt Thank you So many people say Stuart Don't they Yeah and Christian with a C And my parents didn't like me From birth (laughs) Every phone call It's like yeah that's Christian With a K
0: No not Stuart No (laughs) So then they call you Christian K (laughs) Well explain to Because you're a man that's behind the scenes a lot Mm -hmm. you do have a youtube channel but Mm -hmm. predominantly your work is behind the scenes Mm so for anyone who doesn't know who you are or or what you do how do you how would you how do you brand yourself
2: okay so i was and i hate this word and so does everyone an influencer Mm. i built up a huge audience on twitter Mm. across a bunch of different accounts back in 2012 2013 right um, when it was much easier to grow on there So I built a network of about one and a half million followers across various different accounts. Fucking hell. And I picked the wrong platform because basically impossible to monetize. Yeah. Uh, I should have gone to YouTube, even Instagram. Um, But I quickly realized that I was working with a lot of people. Most of them were much younger. So I'm 33. Right. Um, People I was working with. And also brands, they weren't getting the best out of influencer marketing. And I think if you speak to probably anyone in influencer marketing at that point there was a real problem where the field might have never taken off because brands heard the influencer marketing was going great. So they were chucking a load of money at people who didn't have the correct audience. Yeah. They didn't have the correct engagement. They were just chucking money at a field that they heard was doing good things. Right, And it really caused a bit of a, for want of a better word, pandemic at the start yeah. where it almost didn't recover, but quickly when people started to come in and manage it and when influencers realised and brands as well that they weren't getting the best deal. I thought I'd just slip into that gap and and offer that as a service.
0: Right, so predominantly now it's, it's talent management, is it?
2: Yeah, Um. I still do a lot of influencer briefs and I think that's probably where I differ for uh, some other agencies. So yesterday we were doing a campaign for a dating app, which I won't name because they didn't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the... The creator sent me a brief and and the brand didn't like it, so I said, let's do this, and they liked it, so we went with that. So I will input a lot into it. Basically, because I've done it for some time now, I can see it from a second set of eyes, second perspective, whereas a lot of uh, talent managers will just solely be on negotiation Mm. and then contracts and then get doing that sort of stuff. So
0: you like the creative side of it as well? I
2: do love the creative side of it, yeah, definitely. So
0: you you mentioned... We want to get to your meal deal, that's what, that's what, that's what we're <laughs> going to do. But you, you did mention that you, you amassed a huge following online. Mm-hmm. Um, what year was that, well, roughly?
2: It was between 2012 and 2015.
0: Right, and that was, that was on Twitter, as you say. Yeah. What, what, what were you doing?
2: So, I was a journalist... Okay. Um, I was a football writer, hence the account Footy Writer.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> creative name. Yeah. I can see you like the creative.
2: <laughs> even back in 2012, I couldn't get any name. It's mm. like football writers too long. Mm. Um, so I went with Footy Writer and then I realised that it was so easy to develop accounts, even if they didn't have any synergy. So I developed an account called WATN Celebrity which has 360-odd thousand. What was that doing? It's uh, Where Are They Now Celebrity? So it looks at people that you might have known in the 80s, 90s and noughties. Right. And see what they're doing now.
0: Isn't it like that guy on YouTube who does that? Like, yeah,
2: yeah. What, the, I did that before him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he now... Who am I thinking? The guy that does The Dead... like he Is does... his name
2: Michael Mazden or something? something? like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's controversial. He'll, someone will die and he'll release a video on them that evening, or you know, the day after, so click, click like J Station,
0: yeah, clickbait and monetize their their yeah. name, right? So, fair enough. So, you you were footy right, and you had you had all these 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 followers, and then because you was in that space, mm-hmm. is that when you took an interest in YouTube and YouTubers, or have you always been a fan?
2: No, I've always been a fan. I've been yeah. watching YouTube since its inception, really. I I I watched your content from the very start, like eight years ago. Wow. Um, I've been watching loads of people really i've seen the come up of a lot of people as well and that's really helped with me talent identification trying to see who's going to be next to break into the space and stuff so right i didn't have high hopes (laughs) (laughs) i
0: didn't either so don't worry about that um we'll get on to this in a bit but you manage uh you've you've got a whole roster now at Mm -hmm. at your your company colossal Mm -hmm. influence kavos being one of them yes so he's an interesting character especially in the space never had him in this space but uh we'll be open to that idea wouldn't we yeah, I think he, <laughs> I think he'd do it. Yeah, well, do you think? Yeah.
1: To be fair, we've never really said anything about him on here. No, no, as no, long no. as Alex isn't in the room, I, I,
0: we'll get on to Cavus. We will, yeah. we, we will. Cavus um, not uh, Alex, not a fan. Uh, I took the piss out of his name once. <laughs> it is a shit name. I yeah. Well, we'll ask him. We'll ask him later. Uh, we're going to be talking about MCNs and and, and understanding a bit a, a bit of that. We, you, you're very, you're in a very similar line of work to Harry Hugo, really, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I would say he was more, um, sort of. I don't know, he he owns an influencer marketing agency, whereas mine's a talent agency. Right. So he doesn't actually have any talent on his books. Yeah. Whereas I have quite a few people that we work with exclusively. Right. But then I also offer a consultancy as well to to brands when, I, when there's a brief that doesn't fit, like, the eight or nine people that we're working with at the right. time.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. And, um... Another reason why you're on, uh, perhaps the main reason this come about is uh, Fame MMA. Mm. Now, that's uh, um, an event that, mm. that happened in December in Newcastle, I mm. believe, round about that time. And... Um, it turned out to be a bit of a shit show, yeah. and um, you had a bit of an involvement in that. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 not the downfall of it, mm-hmm. but we'll get to that later on in the show, and, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it, because we've, we've known each other for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. We've spoken for a long time, and um, yeah, it was just a bit of an interesting one. You invited me to actually fight on, on mm-hmm. the card, so I thought it'd be fun to get you on, to chat about it, and also a bit of a platform to get your, get your, your side of the story out. That's so great. it's going to be a bit beefy, but Christian... Let's jump into the happy hour question of the day <laughs> every day. <laughs> what, what is your go-to meal,
2: deal? Oh, this is going to be controversial, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's uh, a BLT, mm. Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, and you're on for a good one, actually. <laughs> probably, I don't a Coke or a water or lemonade, whatever.
0: It's not bad. I am going to actually ask for one drink though. If you have to pick one, okay, I go for. Uh, lemonade. Lemonade for a lemonade. Sprite? Yeah. Sprite. Yeah. I like a Sprite. I don't mind that as a, as, a, as a whole. So BLT is what? Bacon... Bacon lettuce, tomato. Clues title, go on. Oh, bacon <laughs> lettuce, bacon lettuce, tomato. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: What so... did you think a BLT was? You, you're you thinking of like the BMT at McDonald's, aren't you? At McDonald's? Uh, yeah, the bacon mayo chicken. Oh, uh, B... M-T, I've just told you.
0: <laughs> no, it, BMT. BMT for chicken.
1: Bacon mayo oh yeah BMC
2: <laughs> fuck wait you're still getting it wrong <laughs> no BMC it's a s- bacon mayo chicken they don't narrow it down do they they just call it the mayo <laughs> chicken with bacon <laughs> nah they call it a BMC for a hold on a second let's have a look at this
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a BMC BMC bacon mayo
0: chicken <laughs> <Doesn't> <laughs> why? Mean, did, right, right. Why? What? I mean, he's shouting shit. Absolute nah, shit.
1: definitely. Fiona, get that up there. <laughs> no, search
0: th- BMC. A bacon, a Fiona, bacon mayo chicken. A, at Fiona, no, I, I used to order these. Do you know what I mean, Fee? But it wasn't a BMC. It was a bit, b- a bit, b- a- Can't remember. Can't remember. BMC, bacon mayo but,
1: no, chicken.
0: Wh- wh- b- no, it's not bmt But that's a big meaty no, treat for subway. It
1: is BMC McDonald's. Put McDonald's after
0: it. C CBO. Oh God we've got a, we've got a bloody business owner here, a guy that oh, like fuck, maybe i've got it wrong and we're talking about the fucking yeah you fucked that big time stevie so fiona's frantically fr- frantically trying to google it and uh she can't seem to find it fee don't worry about it we've got a show to do model <laughs> this candles. is the most important part yeah. <laughs> right so christian who's uh, who's on your roster who, who are you looking
2: after at the moment okay so we've got uh Cavos, yeah. Uh, we have Sercha, who's an Instagram influencer. We have uh, Sun who's a gamer. We have Simon Miller, who's a wrestler at slash gamer. We have Top Hat Gaming Man, who's a gamer slash wrestler. Uh, we have oh, here we go. Here comes the memory test. This is where you lo- leave someone out. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> they and they go, no, I'm not working with you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, we've just signed uh, Jordan Teresa, who is a She's a commentator. Right. She's she's just past 100,000, and she's doing really good numbers at the moment. Okay. She's really exciting, but she does more social and political commentary rather than YouTube, so YouTube drama. What do, what do you look for when you sign somebody to a roster? Um, talent, predominantly. Yeah. So... Um, With Kavos, and I know we'll get onto him, and I know there's differing schools of thought on Kavos, Mm. but he is potentially, out of all the time that I've worked on YouTube, one of the hardest working YouTubers. Right. His scripting and um, he self-edits as well he puts hours and hours and hours into each script that he writes. Right. And he meticulously checks it and he goes over it. I, his work ethic is sort of unparalleled to a lot of people. Mm. Um, but talent engagement is huge. Obviously, if you're, if you've got 10,000 followers and you're doing 400 likes on, on Instagram, then, then there's an issue. Cause that's like a, you know, a very small engagement. Mm. But we were looking for creators of a certain size. Now, We've actually started to scale down a little bit because there is a gap in YouTube when creators go from sort of 80 to 100,000. A lot of creators talk about the 100,000 being the hardest target to hit. And that the 100,000 to a million is actually much easier. Mm. Um, and so we're targeting sort of creators around the 70, 80, 90,000 mark now as well. Right. Um, we're expanding. Mm. So we've gone from seven creators and we're looking to go to 11 or 12. Mm. Is, and, um, sorry, yeah. is it is this is this a company you made? Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. So this is probably a bit boring to everyone, but in twenty in two thousand and eight, I was in I was working in a bank. Mm. I was bored, but I wanted to write football content, mm. so I came out and wrote football content uh, for a living. But I had to work under a company, so I called the company Colossal Content, Colossal as in big, and then just kind of imagery into the mind. And yeah. in 2014, we found that we were doing more influencer work than content work. So we switched the name finally in 2016. So it transitioned over to Colossal Influence. Oh,
0: fair enough. Now, I, th- I think with the 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 array of, of talent that you, that you mentioned, the one that our audience will probably be most interested mm-hmm. in is the one we've alluded to and mentioned a few times already, Kavos. Interesting character. Yeah. Splits opinion quite a lot online. Yeah. yeah. More more so in the negative than, mm-hmm. than the good. What? How did you come to to chat to Kavos? And what was it about him that made you go? Yeah, he's he's good enough for for me.
2: We were talking about fame, right? <laughs> Unsurprisingly, as we'll get to, I probably spoke to two, three hundred people about fame, mm. and uh, which was actually part of my downfall. But he, we we kept on speaking, and he was talking about. Well, we actually pitched him to fight you, Will. <laughs> Or Alex, right? Alex was never really an option because he's too small, and you know he's quite tall, Cabo, so mm. he's about your size.
0: So what? What Christian saying there, Alex, is that you're an absolute fucking pussy? I didn't say that. <laughs> although, although, Alex, That's the bye bye, words. got. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fighting him next year, <laughs> won't yeah, <you? laughs> yeah. no, it's t- too big, too big. <laughs> Right. So yeah. So you you yeah you did because you messaged you you WhatsApped me. I think it was October time, mm-hmm. something like that, and 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 asked me if I'd. Consider fighting Kavos in, in 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 the in the octagon is what is what they call it. Uh, no, uh, no, from me. Yeah. What made you say no? Uh, it was a combination of things, right? So it was um, mainly that I'm a fun pussy. <laughs> good, good. Number good start, number yeah. two, uh, I've got metal plates and mature. Hmm. Yeah, probably not the safest thing to do. Number three, if I lost to Kavos, you'd never hear the end. I'm not of it. sure I'd ever live it down. Yeah. I certainly don't know if I'll have a place on YouTube anymore. <laughs> and number four, because I'd heard on the grapevine that the event might not be great. Mm-hmm. Um, not for, not for anything anything to do with your involvement, yeah. but there was there was um, people saying certain things behind the scenes, which which we will get to. Mm-hmm. We will get to. So you offered me the fight with Kavos, and. Uh, Obviously, Will and e was
2: up for it. Was Will and e up for it or not? No, he said that um, if he bleeds, he passes out, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Kavos so- <laughs> and- <laughs> just punched himself in the face a couple of times and <laughs> win by knockout. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we couldn't get anyone to fight with him. Kavos only really wanted to fight a select few people that he'd had previous, not issues with. Certainly, you were bottom of the list then Alex was top of it
1: right. and Will was somewhere in the middle th- he wanted to go into that with anger then yeah. rather
0: than just an event well you do need to fight somebody that you have a genuine Not you don't need to hate them but you do need to have a reason to want to punch someone in the head mm. I'd fight you You're not not properly you wouldn't though and I know you wouldn't because me and Alfie have sparred right and yeah, you pull out and, and i know for a fact that obviously there's a difference in height and weight and that's mental that would even spar but um we have sparred and we've said right we'll just go for it this time and you don't yeah you don't even when you've been bopped on the nose and you feel a bit shunned by it you see you, you can't I, co- I couldn't as much as i joke about it like i could kill you but i couldn't hit you <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> nice I'm, I'm taking that <laughs> do you know what i mean That's my comp- the
0: one compliment on yeah. him <laughs> <in this. laughs> if it counts so Scavos so, was was up for any of them mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. um and, and and that's how you got you got chatting to him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we might have spoken a couple of years before about a brand brief or something. But right, um, tend to find that they're I've communicated with a lot of people from time ago.
0: Right, fair enough. And and, and now he's officially signed. Mm-hmm. He's there. Uh, you just spoke very highly of his work ethic. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think
2: of the content? I um, like any creator don't agree with everything he says. So there will always be bits that I don't agree with what he says, but that that's part and parcel of working with anybody. Mm. Um, they're always going to have content out there that's controversial. The one thing I will say about Kavos is that he has done a plethora of research on what he's doing. So what he's presenting, he believes in. Mm. Um, now, I think the divide has come that he's willing to hit people who are in the commentary community that stray away from going for others in the commentary community because things can get uncomfortable. Mm. So if somebody pulls something and Kavos has seen it and he thinks, I want to pull them up on that or I'm going to pull them up on that, it doesn't matter what your previous relationship with him is. Mm. There is none of that loyalty. By his own admission, he has no friends in the YouTube scene. He has his friends and then he has YouTube. Mm. Um, So when um, Deji did some stuff he had praised Deji in a video before and then he made an expose on him there was no loyalty to him there and I think that sort of cutthroat nature is why a lot of people don't agree with him Mm. Uh, some say it's the most honest thing that you can do you know if someone goes does something, then pull them up on it. Mm. But also, I, I think that a lot of the commentary community, and I wouldn't put you in there, a lot of the commentary community have moved away from going after the individual and are now starting to do stuff like 90 Day Fiance, where they critique uh, people that they're never going to meet who are on TV in a different world to them. And it's, and it's got quite safe. I think Kavos, who's still quite young, still 22, mm. is... Still developing the content that other people were creating before, yeah, and, as, and is enjoying it, but not in like a cynical. He's never been a oh, I've seen this graph, I'm going to target it. He needs to have a basis for a video, but but I find I think. You bang on there. And a lot of things that you, you, you said about him,
0: you could 100% relate to me two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit longer. Three, mm-hmm. four years ago, whatever. So I'm not going to sit here on a pedestal and go, oh, Kavos is the big bad wolf. Let's mm-hmm. pick, point fingers at him. I disagree with a lot of stuff he says. Mm-hmm. And based on that, I have a negative opinion of him. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if I met him, it'd be fine. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm not here to slag him out. This isn't a cancel Kavos podcast. But... um, what was you you said something? I've lost my train of thought now, hang on, you said oh, hang on we' we'll, we'll do a pause there. You said something because I wanted to pick up on it. It was something about Kavos. What did you say? What was your last thought you said was it that oh right, hang on, um, so it was um but only the only things that I've seen from him where he's mentioned me negatively mm-hmm. is like, oh he's like i oh, he's sucking through Geordie's ass like the like the rest of them it's like it's really confusing because when he does a video about ellen or does a video even mm-hmm. about true geordie mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm good mates with brian of course i am but i think a lot of the things he said in, the, in that video i was like yeah, fair enough yeah, like yeah. i can't argue with it i i i, I pride myself on being quite a, a, an, an honest an honest creator but then why does he need the little backhanded comments just to kind of like i feel like he's doing what i did years ago mm-hmm. and and i learned I learned and I grew from it, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not trying to be patronising to him at all. I know he's a lot younger, and maybe he'll go on a similar thing to, to me. I used to just go like, right, I'm going to be the anti-YouTuber. Yeah. That guy's a cunt, that guy's a cunt, that guy's a cunt. And it doesn't really get you anywhere when you have such good points and you you have the ability, like he does, to easily destruct mm. YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, deconstruct YouTubers yeah, yeah. in a way that I can do as well. And then I learned to... Focus my energy on the ones that actually truly need to be de- deconstructed. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think he's in that 2016 Jackmate phase of easy cunt, easy cunt, easy cunt. I'll give, I'll call everyone a cunt, and then anyone who doesn't like YouTube will come to me, and I'll get that pool of people. So why does he like off the quip, like just off the cuff, just like insult randomers that don't seem to have done much?
2: I think a lot of it has a backstory. I think more than you think has a backstory. People, a lot of people have taken an issue with him. A lot of people have DM'd him. There's um, there is certainly an element of um uh, jumping on a trend, but I think that's YouTube, and I think the backhander's are probably a bit more satirical than if if you're caught up in it and you don't you you're not seeing the reasoning behind it, it's not funny because you're you're part of it. But mm. if you're as Ricky Gervais says, and we all love Ricky Gervais, mm. um, you know you don't pander to the two hundred people in the room. You you to the greater audience and i think i've said that to you before as Mm. well actually Mm. um and he's very much got that anti-youtuber mentality while still you know being a youtuber and there is definitely a a line there where you have to play fast and loose with some of the rules Mm. and oftentimes he will jump that line a little bit but I, i never think he's particularly malicious in the things that he says he as i say he believes the things that he says and mm. and, and that uh uh him is is the most important thing definitely
0: do, do you see any similarities between his content and mine
2: not anymore but definitely in previous years yeah i think a lot of commentary youtubers have um the, i don't i wouldn't call you a commentary youtuber anymore for a start but certainly uh people like alex has definitely strayed away from his original so you would target one person and then go for them and now it's very much a sort of PG scale back version mm. it's like a um, you know, as I say you're never going to meet this person so there's going to be no real world repercussions whereas Kavos doesn't have that he hasn't got to that point or he doesn't plan on getting to that point he's very cutthroat and he will he is you know he is confrontational mm. and and that's what you know the content that he creates
0: as as you look after you, you obviously look after him and his channel What mm. what's How brandable is he? How marketable? Can
2: you sell ads on him? You can. It is tough. You certainly have to find the right demographics. Mm. Um, He has quite a big US audience, which means that we have to pitch to American brands quite often. But he is doing work with a bunch of brands at the moment. I've got him a string. They sort of all came in at one. And um, he he's enjoying it and, and that content suits that brand, but he's not as easy to sell as it were, as, Mm. as a beauty influencer who's PG, who just talks about makeup.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Which is fine. It comes with its own challenges, but also it's exciting to me because that's a part of YouTube that I don't think many people explore. So I need to talk to people about it Mm. like, like we are now Mm. and and sell Kavos and his channel, Mm. which is still very, very well engaged decent view channel Mm. he's still doing most of the time three hundred thousand plus views with a majority like to dislike ratio by quite a distance unless it's a particularly hot topic and people have usually when there's a counter video made to him and the fans of the other person come over that's when there'll be a dislike bomb as we call it um but he there there is a very big fan base for cabos
0: wow very big do you think youtube needs somebody
2: like him that's a really good question um yeah, yeah i do i well there's a, there's clearly a space for him because he's found it um i do i do think there's obviously like a police type of thing with him where mm. is he policing people based on his own morality his own
0: that's that's something i found mm-hmm. um which when i did the ollie stuff and the calendar and hello world They were all things that, at the time, where I was in life, they annoyed me, Mm -hmm. and uh, I I believed everything I said. But the reason why... Brian said this to me on a podcast, and it stuck with me. He said that after that calendar, I could have gone on to be one of, if not the biggest commentary YouTuber YouTuber in the country, because I could have just called people out, and people would have wanted to hear what I said, Mm -hmm. and I could have put comedy into it. But I found I didn't care Mm -hmm. enough about... I always say this, but the James Charles thing when he mm-hmm. did the thing in the restaurant and the and the the makeup brand and that was probably overpriced. People ask me why did I not do a video because i don't care yeah and do you, do you think people need to care
1: though i can't imagine keemstar actually cares about the shit keemstar he's going Star on about. reports on the news
0: right well. Uh, uh, yeah he, well <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently uh, and he's meant to stay not uh, like not biased yeah right? but so so which is a, is a whole different conversation yeah but, but with 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 me and it was like I, c- I i know i could pull out a million banger if i talk about this if i talk about that but the truth is i can say this from a a point of view of somebody who was in those shoes and used to be a commentary channel that I don't know how Kavos has enough passion mm-hmm. to call out everybody mm-hmm. on each individual thing. It's like he might think Ellen DeGeneres is a bitch, mm-hmm. then by all means do a video, do an exp- <clears throat> expose a video. But then the next week he's cussing up Alex for something he said on a podcast. Then it's brian for a text message and it's all these different people and that drained the life out of me having to do that and i'm just now questioning the motive behind why he's doing it because i know for a fact that i had ill, Ill intentions when i did mm-hmm. do them things he he genuinely
2: cares he genuinely what does he care cares? for though i i think I, yeah but that's like saying why do people like youtube drama it, it, there is an audience for it. It exists. People care about what's happening in the lives, and it dates back, you know, years of celebrities. and And YouTubers are certainly the new celebrity for me, anyway. Yeah. And it, that's always had an audience. And behind that audience, you have to have the person that's producing the news. Mm. Um, now, I I can't. Uh, Kavos and Keemstar have a strained relationship, verging towards the positive. I don't like Keemstar. I think he displays news as his opinion he passes it off and then he pushes his narrative yeah i think kavos has found the balance very nicely between fact 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 here's my opinion and he will differentiate between the two and i think that's probably where the difference lies between the two of them yeah i I certainly think keemstar will play out for drama we know we've all seen his tweets he plays into the drama Mm. um but yeah the, the, i think and i certainly definitely if i disagree with what Kavos said to a huge extent i would call him up on it yeah and i would say no i don't think that's right i don't think this is right and this is what you should do mm. whether or not he listens to me is a different story yeah but i i wouldn't allow you know i certainly if he did anything that was homophobic or racist not that i don't think he would yeah um but you know, I would call him up on that. There's, I, there's a line. I
0: do think you hit the nail on the head there with the difference between Kavos and and, and Keemstar, and I would much rather watch Kavos than I would Keemstar. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, it's a good. You've made you've made some good points, and and I, I do I, I take them on board. I, I, the only reason, again, I'm sure he will listen to this show, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not. I, I I owe nothing to that boy, but I'm just saying. I question the motives because I was. I feel like that yeah. was once me, and yeah, I sit here and often question my own. Yeah. Well, the strange thing behind any channel
1: like that, how yours used to be and how cavalry is now, is when I'm looking at it as someone who does not give a shit yeah. about YouTube. I don't really know much about YouTube. Mm. I look at it as someone who quite clearly puts himself on a pedestal above the people they're talking about. Like, yeah. you definitely did. Yeah. Like, you, you looked at your morality as better than Zoella's because she'd sell a £50 calendar to yeah. kids who would buy anything she has. Mm. So when you're slagging someone off, what you're really saying is I'm better than you, and that mm. that's where my thing comes in. I, it's all right to think you're better than someone else as long as you've got a reason. Like we just did a whole podcast about psychics and mediums, mm. and we quite clearly viewed ourselves as better in
0: morality mm. than them. Well, but you, I think you need to back it up. You make a really good point. You do, and I, I I know what you mean. But I would argue that I never did think I was better than her. I as 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 a as a, as a person no
1: i mean a specific situation thought, yeah but so I, you wouldn't do that exact I, thing she's done
0: i would have been a better youtuber for my audience yeah i would have offered more to an audience than she did yeah as yeah. anyone should for what that was but yeah. like
1: that all of these types of videos the type alex did and will and A— all of them who did any form of commentary mm. the second you're commenting on another person mm. in a negative light you need to question yourself as well because you yeah. are viewing yourself as better than this specific situation as, soon as, you call- as long
0: as you do yeah <laughs> as soon as you call people out and I, i'm sure i will again i'm glad you said i'm not a commentary channel mm-hmm. because i i can do all my commentary on here mm-hmm. um but I, i'd much prefer to be a comedian than i would a commentator but that's not saying that i won't ever not call anyone out yeah, again i feel if something affects me mm-hmm. then i'll be first on it do yeah you know what which, I mean? which is fair enough like uh, a thing that i just want to address quickly now is somebody said oh brian true geordie's um hoodies come out it's just a logo on a, mm. on a 35 pound why have you not called it out well my answer to that is for the same reason that i haven't called anyone out in the past three or four years yeah. or whenever it was two years people probably find the dates and call, trip me up but you know what i mean for a prolonged period of time like i'm alex's hoodies i think they're shit mm. i think they're shit and they're, yeah you no, don't I, have to like it i think they're problematic but I don't need to, I, I can't, I, I'm not bothered about, I'm not bothered about Ollie White's hoodies anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm not bothered. Yeah. I can, I, I'll tell you now, if he made, makes another hoodie tomorrow, I won't make a video on it. You can bet your bottom dollar I'll make jokes about it. Yeah, But I will course. not make that. But.
1: Yeah, but then again, it was, even with Ollie White's, it was, it was a morality thing. It, it was. was a, you, you've put a shitty logo, like just an Ollie on a thing and sold them for like 40 quid.
0: Yeah. Which is mental. But um, moving back onto you, Christian, I think hmm. you did a... A really good job of of defending somebody who's on your roster, who's um, who's prob- some would say problematic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, that's a good trait to to have in in a, in a talent manager
2: because it. Yeah, I would say I don't think I'm defend defending him as such of course, I, I believe but, in the points that i'm putting up oh, for sure yeah, for yeah. sure
0: uh, and, and and to say defending was probably the wrong word because that seems like i'm attacking him but i'm just questioning the whole the whole motive behind mm. it but that's that's enough for Kavos now um i want to know a bit more about the the management side of things and 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 you were kind enough to 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 hit me with a few um points that you'd like to talk about as well and one of those points were mcn's mm. now i know what an mcn is mm-hmm. you stevie no idea perfect so maybe (laughs) you can explain to stevie
2: and in turn the (laughs) listeners uh, to what an mcn is because they're quite a strange breed yeah okay so mcn stands for multi-channel network okay so so it's a number of channels that have been brought together by one brand Mm. yeah and essentially in like 2013 2014 almost everyone was signed to an mcn because their selling point was we will their, their main selling point was that we will use your numbers and everyone else's numbers that we have to get you a premium line of advertisement that will see your CPM rise. Mm. That was their selling point. So
0: it's always just about him, but you know mm. like how Happy Hour, we're signed to Stakanov, yeah? Yeah. So we probably get better ads because we're connected to the Football Ramble. Yeah, of course. So that's what YouTube channels used to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And... um. <laughs> they they offered channels money as well to sign but then in return they took a percentage of the channel yeah so in reality that was really like a loan but it wasn't packaged that way it was we will pay you x amount but then we want up to and more than i've seen 25% of your channel so all the revenue from every month would go to the um the umbrella company so Mm. the top company and then they would pay the youtuber rather than the money going directly to the youtuber that caused a whole lot of problems in 2016 17 18 when some of them started going bankrupt and uh, youtubers hadn't been paid for 60 to 90 days or maybe even just 30 days and they went bankrupt so they never saw you know up to 90 days worth of revenue how they went bankrupt is a completely different story because their model was essentially invest and get your money back too many bad investments so too many channels that then decided actually this youtube thing's not for me yeah and they you know they sacked it off and too little follow-up on their contracts but they still exist today do they they still exist i used to get daily mm-hmm. people email me go join
0: this mcn join this and i never did yeah. i'm I, I was i've always been with adsense di- di- direct like and I, I even had some big youtubers saying go to this one go to this one you had channel flip like or all, mm. all of these you had um eight eight something there was, mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. loads like you, you couldn't you couldn't name them if we were here all day yeah. um what the
2: what the hell are they still doing now in 2020 uh, what do they offer now okay so a controversial opinion and there's definitely some that aren't doing this but a lot of them are on 12-month rolling contracts that just haven't been picked up so if you're a youtuber on an mcn and you're paying x percentage to a to that mcn what are they doing for you are they providing you a better quality because the last three people that i've got out of contracts who don't even work for me their cpm went up by a pound (laughs) each so not only were they taking up to 25 percent of their revenue their revenue then went up so wow. they were earning you know like 30 40 percent more than what they would so basically laziness from mm. a lot of youtubers who have these contracts and haven't gone through them but also naivety mm. um i've said to you before about you know um, youtubers often come out of school straight into youtube they're much like footballers in that Uh, Some very rarely experience real life. So these contracts, they were something that they signed when they were much younger. They didn't really know the repercussions of what they were signing. And certainly the longer term, because all of the MCN contracts that I've read have a 12-month rolling contract in it. So if you don't sign it, they don't come to you after 12 months, but that contract will then roll over. The same as it was. Wow. What, for another 12? For another 12 months, Fucking hell. So at the moment a lot and not all because there are some that are still doing the uh premium ads are just taking money from youtubers wow my advice to youtubers would be get somebody professionally to check the contract look for any break clauses why are they still charging you just ask Mm. because one person i asked they said they were pretty happy with what they were doing their mcn they felt like they were in good contact and they very rarely, but um, they provided brown work, which is another benefit. Some of them do pass on brown work, mm. but they weren't happy with their percentage. So I said, just go and talk to them like person to person. They were on 25%. The company dropped to zero without blinking. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> zero? Zero. They just went, right, okay, we'll take your percentage down. Basically, they were looking to keep her numbers. So they could say to brands that we have this network, yeah, 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 and and that was their selling point. But they went from twenty five percent to zero percent. Madness! And they, they could have, they could have, if they wanted to, kept her in a contract for another nine months at twenty five percent because legally, that is what she was in. But so some of them are okay. Oh, most of the time, right? Most of the time, they go okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it, and they'll either let you out or, or talk to you or offer guarantees. And that's what I want people to to do. Yeah. Like, like your phone contract. When your phone contract comes up, you're down the phone shop and you're buying a new phone and you're on a new contract. Uh, with this one, take the time, review it. And then when it comes up for a do what you would do, for, you know, go and check your O2 who might be a talent manager Yeah, go and check it. But we, and the majority of people that I work with don't charge a percentage. It's my privilege to represent my talent Yeah, because they are paying my wage. Right. So uh, I will never charge a percentage of somebody's channel ever. Yeah. And yet I will still give almost the same level of help that other people were getting. Yeah, Because I, I believe in the people that I'm representing and I believe in their channels. Yeah. So so what what do
0: what does Colossal offer above another management company? If it like if if there was you and, a, and another like uh, say like
2: a run of the mill company, mm-hmm. why why should I sign for Colossal? Um we will work on 0%. So if you have pre-existing brand deals with uh, I'm not going to name brands, but just say X, Y, Z. Yeah. You come to me, you tell me that you've got those pre-existing brand deals and I will work for the life of your contract at 0% with them because I do not have a relationship with them. You've formed a relationship with them. It's not my game to come in and then take your... There's too much in the value of an email. Yeah. So a lot of some fly-by-night talent talent management agencies will come in and take your email and they won't pitch the brands, but your emails, you'll get flooded with... 50 emails a year from potential brands. A lot of them turn out to be rubbish, um, but the talent manager just wants that email. They, they just want the email address because then they don't have to do the work and then they can scale together. Wow. Say so if you're managing like six or seven or eight different members of talent, you're getting six or seven or eight different revenues. So <laughs> you can go, actually, do you know, we've got this talent as well? And of course, of course I do that. Of course I do it, but... I that's not I pitch like probably 40 to 50 percent of my time is spent pitching to brands really and I don't think any other talent agent that I've worked with with the exception of a couple will do that it will just be a case of managing emails what what does a pitch involve. Oh wow. Uh so it could be in a room like this mm. and you go and you talk and it's often done on PowerPoint so a bit of a PowerPoint wanker with uh with a, a, a laser no I don't have a laser. Um and, long stick and just go through and talk about the numbers, the engagement, why they're right for the audience. So I don't know when probably not a good idea to mention the person that's just been in. Um, <laughs> but uh somebody was just in and we pitched them recently for Chelsea. Yeah. Now we were talking about their numbers, why his audience would be interested um, because he's London based and he's got a London orientated audience, high engagement and people are interested in what he has to say. Right. And so he was the perfect person to pitch. Mm. Uh, Also, he doesn't have the negative connotations of a fan channel. Yeah. And we try to avoid them where possible, apart from people that I track and I know are quite safe. Not safe, but not like Arsenal fan TV, essentially. Yeah, you're not a fan. I love Robbie. Right. Robbie is fantastic, and I will back Robbie to the hills. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. I think that some of the people that are on there are there for the very reason that we know that they're there. Yeah. To be controversial. Well, they don't get paid, do they? They don't get paid, but they do drive an audience, and they do get paid off of that audience. How, though? Like
0: How, how is how is Who's the old guy that just got fired? Claude. How's he getting paid? He doesn't have a
2: channel. Well, he okay so uh he has a twitter account or he did or he, you know he has various other platforms i don't think claude's in it for the money as such right um but you know like dt and well, troops i could be just i'm hearing this and going <laughs> i've got a twitter account i've got an instagram where, where do i get this money i, I, get, I get your contract there we go. <laughs> um and but I'm just naming them because they're the most common examples that people will know. DT and Troops yeah. have huge audiences, have huge YouTube mm. um, accounts. They get brand deals, so they've just become like Robbie, like Arsenal Fan TV. Yeah. Arsenal Fan TV do brand deals. They do brand deals on their own channel. So yeah, they don't get paid to turn up. Yeah, but they subsequently get opportunities and get paid off the back of it.
0: Right, fair enough. You seem, you see, you're very good at like um, selling, like uh, an influencer. Mm-hmm. Like, that. so I think a little game would just come up. With. Why don't okay. we? Why don't we pretend? I'm going to put you under now. Put you under. If a shit, we'll cut it out. But I'm going to pretend that Christians just signed you, Stevie White. That means
1: he needs to know anything
0: about me. No, no, no. <laughs> he knows enough about you from the podcast. And and say you came into a. So you've now walked into this room, yeah. and and you're trying to get a brand deal yeah. for Stevie White popcorn.
1: they already follow me on twitter
2: (laughs) what would you say about stevie and what and and how would you try and sell it i I would sell stevie as a person very personable very confident Mm -hmm. he has a very very engaged audience yeah because a lot of people follow you jack yeah then if they're big fans of you or they're fans of stevie they then go to stevie so it's mainly (laughs) mostly the dedicated fans that that will then go to stevie so he gets higher engagement right. on, on lower on lower number of followers yeah so you'll get him at a really good price because he's not you know like a huge creator i am cheap <laughs> he, he's a micro influencer so he works to a certain level and and they always have really good engagement uh, so we'll be doing hyper targeted campaigns for Popcorn and or any other Butterkist or any, <laughs> other, <laughs> any other popcorn brand <laughs> I reckon we
0: should give Christian a week to see if he can get you a popcorn brander. I'll take it. <laughs> I bet I'll, you will. You get a I'll popcorn, I'll, I'll be straight at right, right, how, about, how about if Christian can get you a popcorn brander, you go 50-50? Uh, gladly. <laughs> oh, there we go. I was, I was actually quite impressed at how much you could waffle on about Stevie. That's th- what I was impressed.
2: I, I am a YouTube fan first. Right. So the people that I work with, I will vet them and I will watch their content and I almost to a far too involved level so i can probably i know more about your content than you i would say probably oh, wow yeah <laughs> you're clueless with what you yeah. do though yeah so.
0: in, in, in what in what in what What respect
2: I'm, I'm a fan of the content i'm a right. fan of new media i've always been a fan of new media i love the the divide between traditional media and new media where new media are creating better content funnier content on no budget mm. um and and just off their own back and I, I I think that people like you, Stephen Trice, Chi with a C mm. could write a sitcom and have it on a platform, and people would love it. Wow. Um. Yeah, I want my my goal one day is to get somebody a sitcom.
0: Yeah, you can get me one, mate. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my whole idea right now. Episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four. All the characters. I know you're writing. All I'm... the su- all, yeah, all the subplots. i yeah, yeah. I've been writing one for quite some time. time you uploaded a video yes a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. about fame mma yeah um now for anyone who doesn't know what Fame MMA is, as I said at the start of the show, it's it was almost like I'm sure Christian was better equipped to, to sell it than, than not sell it, but tell you what it what it is than I am. But the way I understand is the YouTube boxing did quite well. Mm-hmm. So there's a company called Fame MMA who got famous people and influencers um to to fight in the octagon against each other and sell tickets, pretty simple model. Got a lot of backlash, didn't it? Yeah. What let's take us right back to the start. So Fame, how did your involvement come... Who are they, and
2: then how did you get involved in it? Okay, so Fame, MMA, Poland are huge. Okay, So they're bigger than the UFC in Poland. So they do more pay-per-view buys than the UFC in Poland. Their model is gigantic in Poland. There was a mistake where they thought that they could transition over to the UK market, making very little changes, and use that name... As the power to then sell ten thousand seats at the Utilita Arena in Newcastle. Now, wow. if I was involved at that stage, yeah. red flag. You're not doing that. There's no. There's very little link between the Polish market and the British market. You need to come over here and sell your first show to fifteen hundred people, yeah. and then build up like they did in Poland.
0: So I, I assume in Poland they they don't they they take Polish stars then.
2: Yes. Polish YouTubers, oh okay, uh, Polish you know Instagram stars and big stars over there, and it is huge, right? It you know they're doing, they're on their seventh or eighth show now, Um, and they do significant numbers, all on TV and stuff. It's on pay per view. Oh, sorry, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, and their last show that they had an audience for because they did one in lockdown, and I think this one might be in lockdown as well, just like many sports things. Was a ten thousand sellout. Um, They did. countless number of pay-per-view buys i don't think i can legally say but i saw the numbers um and they were gigantic they were huge they were a multi-million pound company right and they've come over here and they want to replicate it with a cut and paste format yeah and and that doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work i mean it doesn't work when you try and push your instagram followers to twitter so trying to transfer this whole audience there is no connect name a polish youtuber not a clue. Exactly. And and same for Poland with Britain. There's there's no synergy between the two of them. Is there not? So so I haven't got a very big Polish market. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll probably find that you have 2-3% that are Polish.
0: Really? That's quite
2: high. Shout out to the Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but it's, there, there is very little. And certainly working to scale at 2-3% with different audiences is, is not a viable business model. Mm. Um, I actually came to get involved... F- by somebody that wasn't even involved in fame. So I was actually third tier. Uh, the person that I got involved with was somebody who I worked with before um, who is uh, representative of a couple of MMA fighters. Right, okay. Um, but he had no association with fame. He had the same amount of association of fame as I did Yeah. I was working with him.
0: Right, okay. And, and your job was
2: at least at least from at the start what was to get influencers so basically i i will do the youtube instagram market and he was doing the reality tv uh, music entertainment market
0: right okay and 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 obviously we said you 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 asked me you asked you asked um will a, a whole array of people yeah about will-
2: 200 fucking hell so you're not special yeah <laughs> Just so you know and and who did you get so About 95% of people said no. Yeah. Some people said yes, and they wanted more information. So I would never, ever, ever, and I don't think you would say this, wouldn't force it on anyone. Mm. So it was a case of, are you interested? Why are you interested? Let's talk about it, rather than, okay, sign here. Mm. And then we got down to about 15 people that would have gone in the octagon. So we ended up signing six because that was all that would allow. Uh, Some of the other people that we were going to sign were Simon Miller, who's a big guy, a huge wrestler bodybuilding huge guy no one was going to fight against him yeah so we had to narrow it down right okay. so we ended up signing ali law yeah ashley marie who was an old school minecraft youtuber right uh casey barker yeah callum markey yeah andrew henderson right and jmx so some big names on there and we also had nightscape but he withdrew due to injury right so some very decent
0: decent seven yeah can sell tickets yeah for sure um and uh,
2: how come Kavos wasn't in, in that list? Couldn't find him anyone to fight against. He was he wanted to sign, but he wasn't willing to fight against somebody that he didn't have a reason to fight against. Right, okay. So we couldn't match him up with anyone, basically. So, so he would have fought me? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, for what reason? <laughs> I I don't know. He he, he, want, he A lot of people don't know this about him, but he is quite into fitness. Right. You know, he's pretty built, and yeah. he's quite tall. Yeah. So... It's. Who's your money on then if I fought him?
0: <laughs> oh, here we Chaos. go. <laughs> yeah. Mine's on
1: and I don't even know what he looks like.
0: Um, yeah, well, luckily I'm not going to fight him. So <laughs> that's good. That's good. Right. And uh, so you, you, you book him, and the first steps is the press
2: conference. Yeah. First media. Yeah. yeah. So in October, the first press conference happened. Barely anyone showed up. It was free to go to, and it was free to watch. Now, the numbers on the watch were reasonable, not spectacular. The Polish team knew at that point that it wasn't going to do what they were expecting to do. What were they expecting? Do you know? Yeah, they were expecting in some sort of circumstance to replicate what they were doing in Poland. Mm. And as I said, that was never, ever viable. First of all, Newcastle, 14th of December, so 11 days before Christmas, in Newcastle, in the most northerly part of the country. Why was it chosen? Why was there? Exactly. No one knows. Who who
1: was on the cards for the press com- conference? Like, what were people going to see?
2: Uh, basically, every every fighter almost turned up. So, on top of the guys that I had, you had, like, Harvey from So Solid Crew. You had your friend, Dapper Laughs. Um,
0: um, yeah, they fought each other. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> who <laughs> won that? Harvey. Harvey, definitely.
2: <laughs> d- d- yeah. Um, Dapper's like a dad now and everything that comes with that. He trained hard. Did he? He trained hard, yeah. Did he? Yeah, Fair play to him. him. Um, uh, Sam Gowland and Marty McKenna, who... Jordy Shaw. Jordy Shaw.
1: So you'd think they'd do well. One they'd of the reasons that they were in
2: Newcastle, and the main event was supposed to be Scotty... Uh, Scotty T. T ...against yeah. Bear, who... His right, you went a love
1: acts um, on the beach yeah, kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah.
2: well, a big brother, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. he won it, I think. Uh, and, and Charlie, Charlie Sloth hosted do- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see that one coming, I, I don't know where that one came from.
1: So, so, some of the names are. Fairly big. You'd you'd expect them to pull in an audience.
2: Yeah, they also didn't have the blockbuster. So they were expecting to pitch Scotty T versus Bear as the blockbuster, the KSI against Joe Weller. Mm. But we know that YouTube sells and can sell out uh, arenas. Should have got two big YouTubers. That's what they should have done. They should have put their money into two big YouTubers, but they were far too um, reserved with the contracts. If they wanted to make a real success out of it, then they should have gone probably harder but they should have done it differently mm. should have been in London or Manchester um, the people on the undercard should have had real issues with one another mm-hmm. so at one point we were looking at putting up uh, Callum Markey against I, I can't remember his name the guy that did the Yeezy stuff oh yeah I remember him yeah, yeah. he just did a
0: video with Cam Kirkham yes I think. he has yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Cam Kirkham we offered him out because he's built now <laughs> yeah yeah um, and we were also looking at doing like Cam against uh, Lewis uh buchan yeah and and a couple of others we had a perfectly great card which had to be cut down we probably as i said in my video we probably changed the card the official card that we confirmed we probably changed that card 40 times wow there's
1: a lot of youtubers in there that i've heard of yeah so if i've heard of them then i assume they'd pull in an all right audience
0: me and kavos
2: would have sold sold some yeah. Tickets. Yeah, yeah yeah you would have yeah yeah you would have yeah um I should have thought about that. <laughs> Actually, why didn't you? you? You could have saved the whole event. This I'll, is your fault. I'm not bothered
1: about the event. I'm bothered about my pockets, mate. You would have only got 70%. as fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: true. So uh, the press conference comes. I watched a bit of it on the stream because obviously I had the chance to be involved. So my interest was peaked. Mm-hmm. Um so When I say NAF, I mean in terms of just like the fighters weren't really up to, they didn't know how to... Like banter each other I, which is not any no, it's not the event's fault yet no not I, the event's I fault remember yet. the it was dead um, what are they Geordie Shore people mm-hmm. their, their little
1: argument I remember that going viral on Twitter because it was a bit yeah. cringy Yeah, would, it was. would be the word yeah. I'd use
2: yeah um, were you there in the room not at the first press conference the first press conference was in Newcastle right so it would have taken me eight hours to get there yeah. eight hours to get back
0: and but, and, and it was but you, you you know it was for, to an empty room really
2: and the, the, yeah yeah Basically, it was uh, half capacity. The room and the room wasn't even that big. Right. So it was like... Alarm bells already. Yeah, it f- certainly for, for me. And I definitely then went on to question and I was told that everything was all right and that it was just a minor thing and that it would go on and progress. I probably at certain points could have red flagged it myself. Yeah. And I certainly did to a certain extent. I certainly went that, you know, there's there's various different issues that are coming up here. Yeah. Um, but as I said in my video, every sane and logical decision that i was making was being overruled by people over my head the directors the shareholders the the people and they weren't telling me they were feeding me a false narrative so what i was then presenting was my truth mm. the truth that i knew and the truth that i was being told mm. and that that's why i got pushback from it because a lot of people then thought i was the guy
0: yeah yeah so so because you 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 had the you, you sent these influencers there do you you put them. You did you sort their contracts? Yes. So so does it work? And obviously, I don't need to know the minor details. It's not the place. But Fame MMA mm-hmm. would offer you a fee. No. Okay. So how does so 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 that because you were getting paid and then you had to pay the influencers? Is that right? No.
2: I actually because I didn't want there to be anything untoward. I said you take the money and I'll invoice you, so I don't touch the money.
0: Right. Okay. And you were just working on a percentage base. Yes. So right.
2: I would neg- I would. Agree their fee. Yeah. And then I would negotiate my fee on top. Right. But I would always look to start at between 15 and 20%, which mm-hmm. is industry standard. Yeah. But because a lot of them wouldn't have gotten the card otherwise, I dropped down for one person to 4%. And I averaged at about 11%. So I got a couple of people at 15. I got somebody at eight. Uh, You know, I was playing with numbers because I wanted them to get on the card. And I was being sold a vision that this is a long-term project, that there was a second show lined up, which there still potentially could be and there can't be (laughs) um, because of the issues. And, And I actually believe, based on stuff that I've heard since, that, my fighters were lucky to get 70%. I think, I believe, and this is a, an opinion, that there are some people that have not been paid. Wow. And I'm not particularly talking about fighters, but people that did makeup staff. and just, just, you know, average yeah. run-of-the-mill stuff. Which is worse, in a way. A, a little bit, yeah, because, you know, they spent a lot of time doing yeah. various different bits. These
0: creators can go and get £1,000 brand deals elsewhere. These people, yeah. that is their bread and butter. Mm-hmm wow so 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 the the issue obviously, if it isn't clear already, is that they didn't pay um, so they some paid
2: fifty the percent uh three days before the event when they were scheduled to pay it seven working days before the event, so there was a big like ruckus yeah <laughs> in between that point where people would out. for them to put four out. days you not yeah yeah, of course yeah. yeah, that was the most stressful time in my recent memory, yeah and People were like, I'm going to pull out. And I had to keep the peace because ultimately, at the end of the day, I had to believe the words that were being told to me. And I was pushing them, pushing them, pushing them, getting angry, phone calls, this, that. But I had to tell uh, the creators that, you know, I believe that you will get the money. But, of course, if it gets closer to or one day, you're not travelling to Newcastle. that That's the point. Yeah, it, uh, None of them were in Newcastle. None of them had got to Newcastle. None of my fighters had got to Newcastle and hadn't been paid. Right, so, so they had there, and had been paid their fifty percent,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: and then they fought, and yeah. then, how was the event? The event was actually really good, right. The production was really sort of top class level
0: uh, but that that 's more on the on the people employed to do yeah, it was 't exactly. it yeah, the ones who didn 't get paid, they were the ones who smashed it and yeah. Then...
2: yeah, there was a... It, the event was they made it feel like a big deal, they sold three thousand tickets out of ten thousand. It was pretty empty. How much were tickets? Um, I I think they varied. Uh, I think you're probably looking at a minimum 20, and I think it went up to probably... There were VIP tickets that were going for 150. Right. I don't know how many of them were sold. Yeah. I ended up giving a lot of them away. Did you? Um, yeah, under duress, which is weird. But another thing, where I was saying, right, we need to invite the biggest YouTubers down to the event. I think I invited you. Right. I'm almost 100% sure I did. Yeah. I invited the Sidemen. I had to fight to get the Sidemen... VIP tickets. They, really? like, they need to do these tweets, they need to do these. What? No, I said, invite them, and if they like it, they will talk about yeah. it. Yeah. That is natural integration. Yeah. I'm not I'm not forcing them to post anything. Invite them if they turn up and they like it. They'll tweet about it. Harry and Josh from the Sidemen subsequently said, fair play, fantastic, you put on a great event. They did like 10,000 likes, probably the most engagement fame got out of that whole event. Yeah. And I had to fight them tooth and nail to get, you know, the biggest people in the UK Ringside teats. Wow. (laughs) That's mental. I
0: remember now, I I did the True Geordie podcast that day. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which we'll talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Sad times. (laughs) Do you know about that? Well, well, I watched
1: the 20 minute video, so I know. Uh, Oh, right. All (laughs) right. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart food popcorn is a no brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision. Every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com.
2: Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post workout snack, choose the farm fresh taste of Eggland's best eggs. Only Eggland's best hens are fed their proprietary all vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With ten times more vitamin E, twenty-five percent less saturated fat, and six times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs, Egglands Best better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit EgglandsBest.com
1: to
0: learn more. So, so, so the the event went well in terms of just
2: the night. Yeah, I mean the tickets and the pay-per-view buys we knew weren't weren't good. good. Do you know how many pay-per-view buys? Or you're not? Yeah, but say? I don't think I can legally say. Right. It cause... was a lot less than they were expecting, but yeah. a lot more than. Some people have quoted right. Okay, so they brought over two Polish fighters yeah. as well uh, to fill in the space that Scotty T and Stephen Bear would have had. Oh, so they were the blockbuster So their
1: pay per view was from.
2: So th- they got Poland. a lot of pay per view from Poland, which was a clever move. And also, JMX was supposed to fight a, one of the guy, a Harrison twin. He's a big bodybuilder guy. Ended up fighting uh, the Polish James Bonds Wachek Gola, oh. who's actually a part owner of Fame MMA Poland oh uh, yeah so not really he won though didn't he JMX did yeah
0: JMX is a really good fighter isn't he
2: JMX could go professional could he and so could Andrew Henderson really yeah and I, I don't I don't know whether I should say this but I, f- I believe both of them may have been scouted is Andrew wow. Henderson
0: the football freestyler yeah the yeah. freestyler because he, yeah. he beat he beat um, Mike Fox Mike Fox in pr- seconds in seconds yeah and and, and JMX looked really good mm. JMX, I, 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 he wants to fight. He wanted to fight Logan, didn't he? After the yeah, after the first, we, one. we
2: had a few talks about that before yeah. it all went, you know, tits up. Yeah, because uh, as I sh- should probably say, the fighters were actually paid two months late. Right, their remaining twenty percent, so they weren't paid until the end of February. They were supposed to be paid on the second of January. Oh, okay, so- and and you you got a lot of backlash in personally, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. What 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 were the claims? that I was the guy that I was the person that wasn't paying. I got DM saying pay your fighters like I had the money, like all of the money was running through me and it wasn't. As I said, not a board member, not a shareholder, not a director, not a person with significant control, just a freelancer. But because I've approached 200 different people with huge audiences, the narrative is out there that I'm the guy. Yeah. who's pulling the strings. I was gonna say
1: I didn't have a clue who you were when all this was happening but I saw a lot of tweets directed your way and I, I, as someone just reading it I didn't really care about the event but I assumed exactly. you are the guy yeah, yeah. so
0: but and then this, this leads us on to the true Geordie podcast yeah because um I'd heard previous to that I'd, I'd spoke to you for a number of years mm. and you were kind enough to help me out of a lot of legal stuff and so I I fully trusted you mm-hmm. but then I was on the podcast and there was some not nice things being mm-hmm. said about you basically um i mean you can go back and watch the podcast if you want it's mainly from alex i'm not throwing yeah. en- anyone under the bus um and um that that uh, two weeks before the podcast no when you offered me the fight mm-hmm. i asked a few Hate this wanky term, but in industry people. Mm-hmm. And they were like, there's red flags around it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do it. Don't and do it. And I know who do... that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't need to tell you now, yeah. like, on, on here. Um, and then there was, there was, there was. Uh, red flags around you potentially mm-hmm. and 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 whether or not you knew the event was going to flop and mm-hmm. and I, i'm not suggesting for one, point, one, one minute that you did but um so i had that at the front of my mind and then i've gone on the true geordie podcast and some of my peers are saying mm-hmm. similar things so i'm like i'm half cut by this point as well yeah. but I, i'm actually thinking what is going on here yeah. right and then um because we had a little bit of a falling out, didn't we? We did. Um, on Christmas Day, because I didn't back you perhaps as much as I should have done for someone who knew you. So I do apologise if you feel that way. That wasn't really my intention. It was mainly that it was a point of... what I, I started to believe it, and I couldn't be asked yeah, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, because of my experience with other... Kind of management, mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah, um, and I think I worded it horrifically again on Christmas Day, and and I was like, I, I I've got to be careful because of James Yates, basically my old YouTube yeah. manager, who, and and I just want to put on the record now publicly that even though that was a private conversation, I never once said to anyone privately that you are the next James Yates. Yeah. But what I was trying to get across is I've had such a shit experience with him that to me, anyone could be James Yates. Mm-hmm. He, t- he was one of my best mates at one point. We yeah. were going for beers and then the next day he's in prison. I've got a newspaper ringing up going, is he guilty? Yeah. Well, I don't know what he's doing. Mm. So you could have well been the most guilty person ever and it wouldn't have surprised me. Yeah. But not because of who you are, but because of my situation. So um, what's, do you want to say what Alex was saying on the, on, on the podcast? Yeah, so he
2: said that he would have got involved against Cavos which is debatable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Alex,
2: you wouldn't have. Um, And that he didn't want to get involved because of the guy running the event. And then Will says, and you can tell I've watched this clip about 4,000 times, Will says, Christian Sturt. And then Alex gets my name wrong. Um, And then he said uh, um, that he didn't want to get involved because I was full of shit. Now, that podcast is going out to several hundred thousand people on Christmas Day yeah so christmas evening when i'm watching it and sitting there i've had a message and i didn't really know what it was about and then i start getting messages from people saying you're a fraud you need to quit the industry get out on christmas day on christmas day at christmas night when everyone's asleep and i'm sitting in the corner watching the podcast lonely because i love the podcast and i watch the podcast and i was like shit The yeah well, it, i that it's irrelevant yeah but then will said it's nothing that we haven't spoken about behind closed doors which is a comment that i would still love him to justify because i'm fully aware having worked with a number of creators who i've become friends with i would have classed us as friends yeah people have told me what has been said about me behind my back yeah it's none of it is true yeah none of it is true and it is painful to me as somebody that sees themselves as so genuine and uh, uh, and I know that's a bit egotistical, but I know how I work. Yeah. I will drop my percentage to zero if it benefits a creator right. because they can't get on a roll. I will do that without thinking. Yeah, and then people turn around saying that I'm some sort of kingpin that's conning people out of money. And then the just general Joe Blogs was messaging me saying I got death threat. I got told to kill myself uh, several times. Um, it was just. Uh, and uh, that really piled on me at that point. That wasn't that was a particularly nice time.
0: I, I I do think that Alex has come under a lot of scrutiny, and rightly so, for just frivolous comments mm. that are just put out. And, yeah. and, 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 and I can say, I can hold my hands up and say that even being in that room on that day, whether it was the booze or not, when he said those comments, mm. didn't even register in my mind at how it would affect someone, yeah. like, at all. Yeah. Um, and Lauren- I'm sorry-
1: Lawrence jumped on it quite well, quickly. Yeah, yeah, though, but, but, but this is
0: the thing, and I'm, I mean this sincerely, like... Um, I would have questioned your motives mm-hmm. behind behind your back mm-hmm. because I, I didn't really know who you were. You, I know you were kind enough to help me, but when people are saying this, I I would have been like, yeah, I'm not too sure what his game is, what he does, like who, what the company is, whatever. Um, I think differently now, and, and especially after your great your video, and, and I fully believe what everything you've said here today. But um, when when I was when I was on when I watched it back and I heard Lawrence's comment. Uh, which was defending you. On the day, mate, I don't remember any yeah, of that of because course. it was like such a nothing thing. So it's just like, you're talking about so many different topics. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I probably can't remember what we spoke about at the start of this podcast. Yeah. So when you messaged me and was like, oh, this happened, I was like, oh
2: shit, is this a big deal? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And But I can see now how it would be a big deal for yeah. you. So a few weeks before <laughs> I was watching your podcast and you had said that if anyone had a problem, they should reach out to you privately and talk. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. And then I... <laughs> and then I, I... If you look at the way that you worded it now, you'd be like, "Shit!" Right? You basically said I was James. Hayes. Right? Okay. And I was sitting there. On, <laughs> You're a dick. On, I was sitting there on Christmas Day, thinking, "I'm a nice guy. My whole world's crumbling around me." Yeah because an event that I had no control over. right? And yeah, of course, at certain points, there were things I would have done differently in this event, but I never, ever had any malicious intent at yeah. any point. And as I said, it was the decisions that were being made above me that were causing there to be subsequent issues. A ripple effect to, to you. Yeah. So, so, so Alex kind of apologised? So I messaged him, yeah. and I said, you're wrong. And I was pretty stern in what I said. Um, I said to him, you need to address this now. So he goes onto his defunct second channel and he puts out a video that reaches 40,000 people. I didn't even know he had a second channel. Yeah. It was his podcast channel and then he switched there. and then there hadn't been a video on there for a couple of months and then he put this video up. It's sort, It was seen by 40,000 people. Well,
0: what, why why were you okay with him doing that? Because it's like when somebody cusses, caught out somebody as like a pedo on the front page of yeah. a newspaper and then the correction is on
2: page 17 at the bottom. Um, I wasn't, but I wasn't willing for my mental health to take it any further yeah because it was out there so i could reference it i've saved the video it's still live now alex hasn't taken it down so i can tell people go and watch that video and he says that fame mma and christian aren't the same person doesn't apologize which i you know i wasn't really looking for an apology it would have been nice you you apologized and i buried it because Mm. of the reasons that you gave me that you didn't know lawrence said something like i got him a great brand deal with a car company yeah and um which i had a couple of months before he did a fantastic piece in france for the women's world cup where he toured france with uh, Layla Lee who's a yeah. uh, female presenter and i got those people involved in that project right one of my proudest projects that i'd done and to that point my i was kind of going up yeah and then that hit and all of a sudden i feel like i'm at zero again yeah and it was a uh, it was an emotional sad time and i said to you i felt like you should have defended me because of the stuff that we've done for years yeah we've done brand deals yeah small brand deals yeah. not particularly huge brand deals but we did one with like um don't even know whether you remember quiff was right it quiff? yeah um and um and we've spoken about legal issues and yeah, yeah, tax yeah. stuff and, and things it's like that. You've definitely this.
0: helped me so much behind the scenes, yeah. And and, and my only defence, if I, I don't really have one, that's why I just apologise for not saying anything. Yeah. But um, it was just a case of that I just... I just didn't realize the gravity of the situation. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh, it's just Alex talking shit about someone." Like in the same way as probably when we did a podcast, there'll be hundreds of them times, yeah. and it was just like, "Oh, it is what it is." Like, and uh, yeah, and I didn't know who to believe. So yeah, I, I see what you mean. I see where you're coming from. But so the, fo- the w- w- let's go back to to where you are now. Mm-hmm. What are you,
2: what what's next for Christian? Like, are you are you taking taking it further with Fame? Yeah. So I've put a statutory payment demand against Fame MMA UK. Who I believe are still trying to go ahead with a second show, and it is my belief. They can't. They shouldn't.
1: There's there's no way there's creators out there or influencers no. who are like, yeah, i we'll, will get on board
0: with that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and if, you know, certainly this is going to help, which is what I want to thank you for, for allowing me to come on and talk about no it. I think it's the least we could do after not saying anything <laughs> on, the, on the True
0: Geordie one. Don't put me in this. <laughs> Although this won't get as many listens or views as the True Geordie but, one. So yeah. this <laughs> is my page
2: 17 correction. <laughs> <laughs> um And uh the... The uh, statutory payment demand is for a considerable amount of money. Mm. I am fighting that and the courts aren't taking financial cases at the moment because of COVID mm. and it will get back to normal. And when it does, I will go and I'll fight on behalf of the creators. Now, the creators have been paid 70%. Two of them have decided not to pay me anything mm. because they believe that, I don't know, you'd have to talk to them. They, Can't you fight that? Yeah, of course. Um, but, but you don't have the energy now. No, no, I, w- I, w- I will fight that. Certainly. There there is certainly, and I don't know whether I should. There's certainly an element of me that can't comprehend how them breaking their contract, because they're about, and then fame breaking their contract is any different, and why they're really pushing, you know, like pushing me to go after fame. Yeah, and I'm doing this because I don't want my legacy of business, and I've been in the industry longer than Upload and longer than um, Goat, so I've been well back i was working with pr agencies on influence marketing in 2013 and i don't want the legacy of my company to be the downfall of a company that i had nothing to do with um so i will go and fight in court to get their fees or at the very least to get them to fold yeah. so that they can't do the damage again to people mm. but they fame mma poland have told me that they could have withdrawn and they subsequently sold when they thought it was going wrong so they reduced their liability to the point where they were no longer liable and then they left. Um, and they've told me that in, in a phone call that I've had with them. So they knew that the event in their opinion was going to fail. And yet rather than pulling the plug, they sold out and left. Wow. Um, because the people from the UK side believe that they could still get it over the line. And subsequently it was a disaster. Mm. The, the actual model of fame MMA or the, it is a great idea. It was just executed terribly. Um, so yeah i'm in court uh two of my pay- uh, creators have paid me to 70 percent which is i wouldn't want them to pay me to 100 because they didn't receive 100 percent. yeah um and two uh one of them's paid me to 50 percent, and the other one was such a small percentage that i didn't even bother chasing it up wow because it, it wasn't but it, it's left me <sighs> so i was supposed to get married at the start of this year and this is a bit of an exclusive, I guess. I was supposed to get married in April, but it was pushed back because of COVID. Now, probably, slightly naively, I booked a lot of my wedding off the back of the money that I was going to get from that, Yeah, which has subsequently put me in a shit position financially. Now, I am recovering because I've worked my arse off to recover, um, but the the non-payment has been really life-impacting. mm um significantly and then on top of that the the mental struggle of people believing that i was the guy that made these decisions that that was when i'm sitting there on christmas day like i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah this is it i'm gonna have to go and get you know my whole eight-year legacy in this field it's gone it's gone it's been ripped from underneath me wow yeah, So, so I, th- I think you made a g- good move making the video about it. Yeah, uh, I wanted to make sure that at no point I didn't think I could get the money from fame. That's why the video mm. came out five months after. Mm. It had to be in-depth and, and structured and talk about the real issues. And I apologise to my fighters in that video and it's still something that I maintain to this day because without my involvement, they wouldn't be involved. Mm. I didn't make the decisions that got them to that point, but I apologise for getting them involved. Yeah, the,
1: it- the logic behind all of it that any of it being your fault just seems a little bit mental when the only way you get money... As if your creators get money, yeah. Like it doesn't.
0: It kind of counts it counter each other. Yeah. Like it, it makes no out. sense. Yeah. No.
1: How can anyone say, "Oh, it's your fault they're not getting paid"? Yeah. When you're not getting
0: paid. Yeah. It, <laughs> it didn't suit the narrative no. for some people. And I think it didn't help you that although you do have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and a Twitter platform, like it's anyone tiny. does. Uh, yeah. It's it's smaller and and you're kind of a behind the scenes kind of guy. So no matter how
2: much we'd spoken mm-hmm. and 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 for how long that had been, I'd only met you a ha- maybe twice. Yeah, two or three times. Yeah, max. Yeah, and we probably spoken. There were points where we were speaking every day.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd always value your opinion creatively and, and and in the business side of things. And as as I said, you'd help me and even Alfie get through like some legal struggles. You know more about my legal struggles than most people. <laughs> you know about the cease and desist letters that I've had and stuff. But Not comment. <laughs> but uh, see so he knows his legal shit. Smart <laughs> move. But um, yeah, that was the only reason why I doubted you. Yeah, is because. The handful of times I'd met you, you, you were just a, a, a person on a phone. So, yeah. and so if I'm doubting you, and I, I like to think I'm a good judge of character, I've been proven wrong in the past as anyone has, imagine what the general public
2: were thinking. Yeah, as Stevie just said. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I had no idea. I, mm. I looked at you as a bad guy. But yeah. I, I knew nothing about it, and all I could see is negative comments about you. Mm. And why would I not believe random, Precisely. like, it's, it's just drama that I've just read. It's like if Keemstar upload, uh, uploads a video, you're going to believe what he says, regardless of it. Well, ble- no, 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 not Keemstar. <laughs>
0: Any, anyone but Keemstar. No, because like,
1: I know nothing about the YouTube but, world. If I don't do research, I will believe what he's just said in his video. Because yeah.
2: he looks like he's done the research. Mm. It's industry people as well that were doing it, and yeah. so...
1: Yeah, so that's how I yeah. saw it. I saw it through previous podcast guests mm. who I follow, and then I was like, oh, fucking hell, what, yeah.
0: what is all this? I think it's a shame that you're on a recovery mission, but I think you, you are firmly on that mission. Thank you. And uh, if this has gone any way to helping that, yeah, then then I'll be, I'll be a happier man. Well, I but, mean, moving forward, he's going to have some big popcorn deals. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Onwards and upwards yeah. from here. You might actually have to sign a new b- new kind of bit of talent once I absolutely destroy Kavos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm coming for you, Cavos. Nah, Kavos is
0: good. <laughs> right, this has been Jack Makes Happy Hour. I've been here with my left-hand man because you don't sit on the right, do you? <sighs> Stevie White. So, Do you you see how Yeah,
2: It's comedy. (laughs) The stuff he (laughs) writes. It's
0: comedy. And uh, Christian Sturt, thanks for joining us, mate. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Onwards and upwards, sir. Uh, We will see you in a bit. Jack Mate's happy hour.
2: This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.